All right, it's Monday, motherfuckers. Time for a uh, podcast episode. Whoop whoop for all of our eleven subscribers. Hey, hey, it's up to twelve on YouTube. Up to twelve now. Okay. Um, I found that out because I, for the first time in my life, looked at our YouTube channel. Nice. <laughs> I know, and I'm proud of myself. The format's really nice. Uh, this is all, all to Tim. Tim's the brain behind this operation. And you know? I'm just the, uh... I'm just the gallbladder, I guess. <laughs> I'd say that, uh... Two subscribers a month makes me a pretty good brain. I don't know how many times to just go to a bar and like shamelessly plug our podcast. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'd like to revisit some of the SEO stuff I've read in the past because there are books about um, get. It, I mean, they don't outright say it. You don't call your book a get-rich-quick scheme anymore. But a lot of these books about uh, starting your business from home or making uh, passive income, that's it. Um, most of it just seemed to rely on uh, gaming certain, like, you know, uh, one book about passive income basically had chapters about gaming YouTube algorithms and, like, not so much making content, but making... Uh, you, if you want to make money, don't do what you want to do. Uh, make a video that's definitely going to get clicks uh, for a long time. And that's usually just stupid stuff that people don't know how to do, but you can steal from an article and put on YouTube. Because people use YouTube as a search engine now. Not Google. YouTube. Wow. Remember when YouTube was, uh, you know, like, f first a thing? Like, back in, like, what, 05? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh... To see how much it's evolved since then, I uh, I remember watching a video, oh god, this is probably closer to 10 years now, um, there was this couple uh, who had a YouTube channel but had to end it due to a fatality. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they wanted to see if like... Um, a book could stop a bullet. Huh. And well, the Bible, yes, but <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it didn't. Huh. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you just do a test run before that? Maybe she wanted to move on, just didn't know how to tell him. Isn't that basically the plot of um, X Men First Class? Magneto's all like. You know, holding a, making Xavier hold up a gun, and he's like, uh, it's like, do it, do it, Charles, I know I can stop it! They should have a YouTube channel. You know, I haven't watched X-Men First Class. I watched it once, and I think I only know that scene because it was, I don't know, somewhere. I don't know where the heck I saw part of X-Men First Class recently. Maybe in Japan. We, we, oh. we watched a lot of American movie channels. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was watching a, um, a scene from, you know, just, like, YouTube recommendations 
I was watching uh, Hugh Jackman's cameo in X-Men First Class, and that's the only scene of the movie I've ever watched. I don't even remember. I think I guess... he tells them to fuck off. That sounds familiar. Like, quite literally, I think he drops the F-bomb. The fuck bomb, not the other F-bomb. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh... But, yeah. Um, that's... That's all I have for today. Well, thanks for uh, watching. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Patreon. You know, we don't really do anything. Uh, you, I, well, I guess you could... I'll send you a pair of my underwear if you subscribe to our, our Patreon. Now that's a deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> People, if that doesn't get you... Anyway, but, you know, hey, I'm always saying we've got to make more bite-sized uh, shareable content. All right, podcast over. All right. We, we, I think we need something like a real intro. I don't know. Maybe just some script I can read where I get, actually give people our voicemail number. Let's see if I can even find it. <laughs> I forgot that we have that. See if I can even find it within 60 seconds. I'm going to add that to our, my contacts. You know what? That's it. I probably do have it in my contacts. I should save it in my contacts. Because I've been saying that I've been meaning to do something with it all the time, and I, just, I just, well, I just don't. And that's okay. Here it is. If you want to leave us a voicemail, and I guarantee we'll play it. We are in desperate need of content. Okay, he took my phone, so I can't read it. You read it. 209 Four zero. Two oh nine, that's repping Stockton. Um or at least the county. Yeah. Uh yeah, my buddy Joe's from Lodi. Mm. And he also has a two oh nine number. Alright, repping Lodi and Stockton. And then probably some other town. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, we don't the fucking third town. I know we we don't leave the Bay Area all too often. Oh, so to my fans, I just want to say I am officially on staycation. Uh, started today. Was going to go use my vacation hours to go somewhere like meaningful, like visit my friend in Portland, Emma. If you're hearing this, sorry, dude. See you next year. Um, <laughs> uh, or go back to Chicago. So, Nick, Jill, Brendan, Alex, J Joe. Well, no, I don't think Joe lives there anymore. Anyway, you get the point. See you guys all next year. If I'm still working at our job, I'll have two weeks of vacation time. Hi. Uh, but none of you guys really want to hear about that. What you guys really want to hear about is what I've been doing on my week off. Yeah, man. <laughs> Getting uh, crazy the last two days. Pal, you don't even know. <laughs> I stayed in. <laughs> I, I worked out. And then I, um, what I do? I ordered delivery. What? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that 
air horn. And then um, I rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it always comes back to Nightmare for us. I feel like every of our eight episodes, I think we probably mentioned Nightmare once <laughs> in every episode. Really? Maybe. At least, <laughs> at least half. Well, I'm sorry for being a horror fanatic. That's okay. <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched. Yeah, and I forget that there's, like, no one-liners in it. Uh, and this is, like, the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie where uh, Robert Engle doesn't really have a low speaking voice. So he just kind of sounds like a guy. <laughs> and, uh... And Johnny Depp wears a crop top. <laughs> and that is uh, all I can remember from that movie. I want to bring up the fact that, miraculously, this was while uh, I was still seeing you at work, we watched Carrie on the same night, completely independently of each other. Oh, yeah. Almost want to say we telepathically told each other to watch it. <laughs> I think it has more to do with uh, Netflix knowing we'll each with that we just are suckers for that. It's put, We're in the algorithm, James. We are. We are. We're not people. We're money mouths. Huh. We're just, uh... We just buy and we... Eat and oh, we, we subscribe. Uh, it's a subscription economy now. I forgot. On Carrie, you know, they, uh, the, the Rage, Carrie 2, which you often recommend to me. <laughs> I think it's free on YouTube with ads in uh, this, the current present of 2019. See, I don't recommend Carrie 2 as in, like, a, um, as a... <laughs> So Carrie, the the original, was one of the few horror movies that I could think of that was nominated for an Oscar. Oh. Carrie 2 was not. <laughs> Damn, it was robbed. Uh, I recommend Carrie 2 in the, hey, let's go get drunk and uh, watch Carrie 2. Um, there's also the remake of Carrie. Now, Rage, Carrie 2 came out in 98. And the remake of Carrie came out in 2002, if I am not mistaken. <laughs> The remake of Carrie, um, it's like a TV movie, like like the original It. Oh yeah, good old uh, blanking on the name It. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, Tim Curry, Schmasher. <laughs> I did love me some Tim Curry as Pennywise though. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually remember um, renting that from the library like a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, it was funny. It was probably like an eighth grader when I had watched it. So it would have been scary for me if I'd watched it at a younger age. But since I was already like 13 years old, I was like, man, this movie's not that scary. You're, you're older than the kids and younger than the adults. You're yeah. in an awkward place. Yeah. Uh, I just like seeing a movie where Seth Green is the tallest kid of the, of the cast. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. He was the funny one. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's also the tallest one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember uh, 
<laughs> Frenching it uh, from a library that I didn't really read things from. Like, if I had to do a book report, um, I used to just, you know, borrow books. Uh, it's just because, you know, I'd always leave my library card. And back then, it was like a quarter or 50 cents to replace them. I didn't have 50 cents. <laughs> I wasn't made out of money, Tim. <laughs> so I just wound up borrowing them. Well, it's okay to borrow from the library. Yeah, they're still in my house somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> ten year, ten plus years later. Uh, maybe I'll return. That would be really funny. <laughs> Just come up with these like old books. I'm like, hey guys. So most of these were for book reports. Uh, some of these were movies that I just want to watch. Oh, and I got this uh, Disturbed CD. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> oh, it took you that long to get your review out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe one day we'll just review all the things from the library that I stole. Yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, yeah, the good old Excelsior Library, uh, down on Mission, and you guessed it, Excelsior. <laughs> I've been thinking about Alan Moore. I mentioned him last time. I just think of uh, the stuff I've read, like Miracle Man, which is a story sure. about... Huh? No, I've, I've heard of Miracle Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, in the end, I could give you every... I mean, actually, I couldn't. It's, it's a blur to me, except for the main point that it uh, ends with Miracle Man assuming control of the planet Earth as a benevolent you know, godlike superhero dictator who, who like, abolishes Earth's governments. And it's a sort of utopia. It's, it's, it's Alan Moore's vision of a utopia as ruled by a benevolent dictator. And then you've got Swamp Thing, because this yeah. was a serial. <laughs> this is just plain DC. And he gets uh, his run on Swamp Thing in the middle of Infinite Crisis. While all this is going down, and this is like across multiple series, I guess, the only, my only exposure to this is Swamp Thing. He has these, uh, like a random ragtag group, I think it's Swamp Thing, Blue Beetle, someone else, someone else, witness the, these two, like, uh, monumental galactic-sized hands representing the abstract entities of good and evil that rule the DC Universe. He, the, these characters witness them shake hands. Mm. And I guess that's what really happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths. All I know about Swamp Thing is that uh, he gets his powers from the thing called the Green. And it's like... Uh, it's like the Green represents all um, plant life. And then there's the Red, which is like mammals, and the Gray, which is like dead people. And so on and so forth. Um... Yeah, I read a couple Swamp Thing comics. Uh, I did really like it because uh, he reminded me of like um, he just reminded me of like a uh, like a pre slasher film horror monster, like uh, like Dracula or like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh yeah, I can see a visual connection with that. Uh, or you know, just say um. Scooby-Doo it. Yeah, yeah. I think 
it all depends on Alan Moore, you know, he just takes, he goes off running with whatever he's given and usually makes it suit his, you know, whatever weird thing he wants to write about. And I think with Swamp Thing, it's, I don't know, he, I think he he's the one who introduces that, the green, and he's got um, the logic of him being able to die but still exist in like, you know, this subconscious of the earth and grow anywhere. Yeah. And the best... I think twist to that is when of all people Lex Luthor they bring him in basically the minor pointless human villain of Swamp Thing is so desperate to finally kill this uh, you know the the man who is Swamp Thing that he brings in Lex Luthor he pays so much money for Lex Luthor to solve this problem which he does in five minutes with like a thing that will d disrupt his connection to the green and so he thinks he's finally beat him but his it just takes him extra time for his consciousness to find another you know plant entity to grow on on like a planet you know light years away so it's Final panel, cut to a blue plant is growing with a face on another planet. Oh. Um, I liked, uh, I've only read one, but I heard that there's a few of them. The crossovers between Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy. Uh, I don't the know. The Batman villain. Uh, she's, she, like, tries very desperate, desperately to be part of, like, the green. Mm. Although, um... I don't think the green wants people to kill other people. No. So I guess she doesn't really get it. They're fun crossovers. Um, but, you know, I didn't really grow up on a whole lot of DC as a kid. I um, I was one of a... I was a Marvel fanboy. Mm -hmm. uh, I am starting to get into that parody comic, uh, Lobo. Oh, about the, uh, the the space guy that uh, Brad Garrett did the voice of on the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he's it was de basically you know that he was created because um, they were just poking fun at Marvel for making all these like uh, badass antihero archetypes like um, the Punisher, Wolverine, Deadpool, yada da da da. Like early nineties Layfield yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they there's basically he I was I was reading up on um why they probably will never introduce Lobo to uh DC cinema. Mostly because um he's not really a good person, villain or anti hero. Uh like he's like very misogynistic. I remember um there was one comic I read where... Uh, you're familiar with the Teen Titans, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he helps them out, and as a trophy, he rips Starfire Stop off. <laughs> I see. And, uh, yeah. And I just remember that super vividly as a kid. Um... So there's probably not going to be any movie with Lobo in it. However, he is in this new sci-fi DC TV show about um, Superman dying? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I think Superman dies and like some other people from Krypton are trying to save the spaceship. And um... This is sci-fi the TV network? Yeah. Interesting. I was like, I didn't even think DC would want anything to do with sci-fi. Hmm. 
Where are they getting the money to get anything DC related on the air? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll watch an episode. It's not gonna be good. I already know that from the trailer. <laughs> but, yeah, Lobo's in it. And then, um, uh, what's his name is also on it. Like, there's a bunch of, like, Superman films or pop up in it. Um, um, Starro, Apocalypse. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, what is his name? Parasite. He, no. Um. Well, Brainiac shows up, but um. Mister Ms. Pixel Twix. <laughs> that one you just made up. No, you know he's he's an imp. He's from the Silver Age. He's a um reality warping like comic imp from another dimension, and they reimagine him as like you know. In Bronze Age stuff, he's more like a, um, you know, a visitor from another dimension who just, you know, destroys our reality for giggles. Ooh. Maybe I gotta read more Superman comics. <laughs> um, did you say Doomsday? I didn't say Doomsday. Doomsday! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I'll watch the show for to see Doomsday destroy things. Yeah. That's actually On what... a budget. <laughs> On a sci-fi budget <laughs> so i'm excited to see how awful it looks yeah. but you know what i've seen awful sci-fi shows that i really like the story too um there's this one british tv show about a ghost living with a vampire and a werewolf i i am aware being but... human yeah that was a fun show um not really that good, but maybe it was just because uh, the mid to late two thousands were on this like huge vampire hype, and uh, yeah, I guess so was I. <laughs> I got a gaming thing. So Banjo Kazooie is finally in the new Smash, which I probably would have been excited for, you know, in like two thousand and one. I mean. I like them, and I would love to see them re-released. And the fact, people have pointed out, the fact that they're putting them in Smash, but there is no mention of uh, the games being just plain ported or remastered like the Spyro What's trilogy. Banjo-Kazooie? It's a platformer. Banjo is a bear. He's got a bird in his backpack. It's a lot like Spyro, I think. It's a collect-a-thon from the N64. Okay. You, uh... You just go from world to world, you collect enough of one thing in one world, and you can open up the next. And they were just my jam, that's all. I think... Uh, no, I get it. Spyro's my jam. Yeah, yeah. But you get a remake. I did get a remake. <laughs> I got a remake of three games. Damn. I also got three Crash Bandicoot remakes. <laughs> There's no love for uh, second or third party N64 titles. No. Nope. Pretty much just uh, a uh. Nintendo. I'm also going to get two Medieval HD remakes. That's right. That's not even an A-plus game. Uh, That was like, I would say that was probably a B-minus one. I I loved Medieval, but I only knew a handful of people, not including my brother and dad, (laughs) (laughs) that knew what the hell I was talking about when I spoke about Medieval. Also, I remember this 3D Pac-Man game. I don't know if it was multi-platform so it could have been for the n64 but 
But I remember it very well for the PlayStation 1. And when I say 3D, I'm talking Pac-Man on walking on legs. <laughs> that sounds... I remember when they introduced the, the version of Pac-Man that you can play in Smash Bros. now. He's like got uh, 1920s cartoon eyes, gloves, and boots, if it's well, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Sounds very familiar. <laughs> um... Okay, so I guess it was multi-platform because that, to me, felt PlayStation's fuck. Even, even as like a seven-year-old, I, <laughs> I was like, I didn't imagine this being for other consoles. Uh, yeah, and then there's also this one game. I no, I, I'm not even getting into it because I don't know the name, and I've tried to do my research and I've talked to my brother. He remember. He knows what I'm talking about, but he too can't remember the name of the game. I feel like you tried this on me too. Is this uh, the game you were trying to find about like a brother and a sister? Yeah. Okay. And one of them could turn to animals and shit, and one of them could like fly and like. It was an E rated game, and someone was like, it was probably a Final Fantasy game. I was like, it wasn't a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> we'll outsource this to the listeners. Yeah. Remember, that's. <laughs> 209. <laughs> we already said it once. I could just rewind it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, Not 40 winks? I don't know. I think you, I showed you the... You wouldn't know because you didn't own a PlayStation 1. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Not Gex 3? Undercover Gecko? A boy and a girl that were human ish they they were humans except one of them could turn into animals and shit not 40 winks no no this game looks awful though <laughs> um no it reminds me of lemmy winks though <laughs> <laughs> and his brother WikiLeaks. Oh, it took my brother and I so long to remember what Siphon Filter was, like the name of it. Because mm. uh, we loved those games. Those were our Metal Gear Solid. Aw, well, but but PlayStation had Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, but PlayStation also had Siphon Filter. Okay. And we just got to that one first. Okay. And we never looked back. We. It's funny, because I think there are only three Siphon Filter games. And there's... I don't know how many Metal Gear Solid games there are, but I am assuming there are more than three. Oh, yes. <laughs> Were you Metal Gear, uh... Not until, you know, after the fact, because I played, um... Kind of like in chronological order. I started with three, which is like the, you know, the first in the timeline, and played one. I like, I think I own all of them, <laughs> uh, but I've only played those two. Oh. I like them though. I also love the game Spec Ops as a kid. It was a third person army game. Um, I know that's still going. I mean, Spec Ops The Line got good reviews. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that there were still Spec Ops games. That, At least ga that, one. that game is almost as old as I am. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. <laughs> younger than me because i remember when spec ops one came out for the playstation one hmm. they're fun games um i don't know how fun they would be now <laughs> uh 
Yeah, I I played a I replayed Grand Theft Auto two not a lot too long ago. The old top down Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. All I could say is woof. Um. There's a game that's top down that did it better than Grand Theft Auto. It feels very similar. Called Hotline Miami. Oh, I mean an indie game. Like yeah. a newer game. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, created just by some French people. Hmm. And they were just like, we want to create a game that represents Miami in the 80s. <laughs> it, it went from French to <laughs> Russian so quickly. <laughs> Pretty good, though, if I dare say so myself. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um... Yeah, that's a that's a really hard game and you know to me those games feel more like what an older Grand Theft Auto game should have felt like mm. although I gotta say I didn't start off with playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2 although I'm pretty sure I did have them mm. for the Playstation 1 but those were more of my brother and dad's games I got my start playing Grand Theft Auto 3 it's the first sense. 3D Grand Theft Auto game right? where you play as um Oh, I forgot the character's name, but he's mute, basically. Um, and it's because the devs didn't... Um, well, they spent a lot of time making the set, and uh, they just didn't know... Um, I don't know. I guess they just didn't think that... Uh, didn't think the time of to what he would say, or if they didn't have uh, enough money for like all the voice acting. So they just... Canned his voice acting, which is really funny because the main character of the game. <laughs> but he makes a cameo in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ah. And he's still mute! <laughs> That's fine. It's, what is it, like 2000, 1999? You can, if it's your first uh, game like that, you know. Yeah. Do what you know. Oh, yeah, no. I am. Um... Back in 2000, 2001. No, it was 2001. Grand Theft Auto 3 came out for PlayStation 2. Um, Back in 01, you know, I didn't. I was just happy to, like, be able to play a game where I I could drive, but then I could also get out of the car. Because I got really bored of driving games so quick. I was. Well, no, I liked. um, I liked my favorite racing game as a kid. It was a game called Road Rash. I know. The, is that for the Genesis? Yeah. Okay, okay. I had it for the Genesis and the PlayStation 1. Oh, I didn't know they had a... Was it like a 2D to 3D? Or is it just 2D still? Um, It was 2D for both. But oh. then PlayStation 1 came out with another one. Like the following year. Ah. It was Road Rash. 3D did not get the same licensing for all the music, so uh, they had to repl- they had to replace it with like generic PlayStation One music. <laughs> but it was so crazy. Um, the first game, like, it exposed me to like Soundgarden, to Tad, to the Smashing Pumpkins, to Swerve Driver, Russell. If you're listening to this, not to be confused with Screwdriver. The Nazi punk band, Swerve Driver, the 90s alt-rock band. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, it, it introduced me to a lot of good rock music of the 90s. Um, Road Rash is a fucking fun game, though, because you got to, like, um, because it was, it's very cartoony. Mm. Uh, you were able to buy new motorcycles, you were able to, like, meet new friends at, like, a bar, although it was not, like, it wasn't 3D, it was, like, um... Imagine, like, an adventure game. <laughs> like, a click-to-walk, your guy just walks, you uh, talk to... Yeah, it was click-based until oh. you were on, until you were driving. Hmm. Um, even then, it wasn't, it wasn't that, like, it wasn't... There was still cl- there were still clicks to be made, um, but uh, yeah, you're able to like get into shit with people, challenge them to like races. It it made it feel like you were a biker and doing like biker things minus the crystal methamphetamines, <laughs> and made it a uh, more enjoyable as a driving game. Yeah, Road Rash 3D. Didn't really have that much of that, but it was, it did feel more like a racing game. Mm-hmm. You were able to, um, you're, I remember Road Rash 3D, you were able to, like, knock people off their bikes. Isn't this the one with the giant clown head logo? No, pal. That's Twisted Metal. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> I deserved that. Uh, Twisted Metal's not really a racing game. More of like Mortal Kombat with cars. Ah, that's the tagline you find in the magazine. Twisted Metal, more like Mortal Kombat with cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Twisted Metal. I don't think there's been a Twisted Metal game that came out in like a, almost a good 10 years, like 2010. Maybe 2011? Hmm. Something for the PS3. Um, until then, I would... Yeah, I would love to play a new... More, uh, I was almost called it Mortal Racing. Yeah! <laughs> Racing Combat. <laughs> spelled with a K. I would love to play a Twisted Metal game. A new Twisted Metal game that came out. I don't know. The, the Sony-exclusive games now... Um, there's just a whole lot of fucking story-based games, and I want my cartoony, like, zany PlayStation-exclusive games back. Hmm. Your Crocs, your Toombas. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have it. My Rayman. Although Rayman was more... Rayman was multi-platform. Yeah. (laughs) Um... To an extent, uh, I think there could have been like a, a handful of PlayStation exclusive ones. I heard Rayman's getting an HD remake too, but I don't know if that's true. I think that's a. I mean, if it's a totally remastered game, otherwise, I mean, I think it's on PC, so you can play it at HD if you want. I th- I was about to say I think they're pretty much just gonna do like two, and three. Mm, the three because those are three D. Yeah. yeah, two, three, and three D. One is not. <laughs> and unless if they totally remaster it, uh, then I... They've remastered um, Crash, and the first one wasn't really 3D. 
Yeah. Um, first one was like a side scroller, like a uh, Mario. Huh. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> it's been a long time. I also don't remember how fucking hard those Crash Bandicoot games are. Hmm. No, I hear that all the time. Like, I, it's, I think it's just supposed to be pixel perfect in some places. I don't know. Yeah, the HD remasters aren't, um, aren't much better. <laughs> They're, I haven't, I've beaten the remaster of the third one. That's because that's the one I've beaten the most times as a kid. Hmm. But I'm still stuck, stuck on the first two. I beat all the Spyro games. Those games are not as difficult. Hmm. They do get challenging. But Crash, I'm like, what did you expect out of kids playing this game? Expect to have them play for more than 40 hours anyway. Yeah, fucking Naughty Dog. Um, oh, speaking of Naughty Dog, I think they're going to make that um, zombie game a sequel. Um, Last of Us 2? Yeah. I mean, they've been advertising like, well, they have one gameplay thing. But uh, we wouldn't have seen anything at E3 because Sony pulled out. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, that means we're going to get a PS5. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? When Microsoft went uh, to E3, they're already, uh, they're just saying that, yeah, it's coming. Project Scarlet. I don't know what they're going to name it. <laughs> X no, no. I'm not even going to go there. Of course, where are they going to go after Xbox One? It, that's just... Xbox 69420. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox 61420? Ugh. I said 69. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm dumb. 61. You're not even drunk, Tim. No, I'm just dumb, James. <laughs> uh. Here's a, a connection. Microsoft owns Rare. I'm pretty sure they still own Rare. They were the developers for Banjo-Kazooie. Microsoft now owns... Uh, Double Fine Games, uh, my, you know, my beloved Double Fine Games, local Double Fine Games. Um, What's Double Fine? They they made Psychonauts and Brutal Legend. Oh, okay. Well, I know Brutal Legend. Yeah, their their boss, Tim Schafer, uh, looks like Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> really? And people hate him because, I don't know, there's a whole mythology after the debacle of uh, their big crowdsourced game, uh I don't think they handled it well. I don't think that's controversial to say. And so a lot of people just hate Tim Schafer like, and portray him as like a money-hungry, conniving liar who I think just, you know, he's, an, he's a game designer first and a manager second. But I just think it's so weird that I think they're in a place where Microsoft could ask them to port Banjo-Kazooie. I know that's like never going to happen, but I'm just saying it could. I think Banjo-Kazooie's cursed, though, because Rare went under. And, uh, you know, they could gut, um, Microsoft could gut Double Fine the same way they gutted Rare. Speaking of games that went under, um, isn't, uh, didn't whatchamacallit go bankrupt this last year? Um, THQ? No. Huh. No, THQ went under a couple years ago. Rest hmm. in peace. So yeah, speaking of PlayStation Two games, um, no, uh, da 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 da. Um, 
Oh, Telltale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I was really looking forward to that Wolf Among Us 2. <laughs> Literally the only game that I would have played. Plenty of articles I remember about uh, everything after the Walking Dead game was a Walking Dead game. Like, they all, every game sort of stuck to that formula. And I think Wolf Among Us was like, you know, one of the only ones that was also a good game. Yeah. But I don't know. There's a lot. You it's can... just because um, Wolf Among Us wasn't like an original idea that they had. It was based off of a comic book. Fables. Fables. Yeah. Fable Town. Yeah, Fable Town. Yeah, good old Fable Town. Um, it's a good comic for those of you who uh, want to read comics that aren't DC or Marvel. Hmm. I don't know what publisher. Fable Town is under. If it's Vertigo, then it might just be DC. I was about to say, if it's Dark Horse or Image, it's also DC. Oh. <laughs> DC owns DC owns a quite a bit that is uh, not DC. Hmm. But no, I think uh, when it went under, there were plenty of articles about like not just uh, overworking employees, but their schedule would look like. Um, you know, titles to ship would be like a list of uh, tour stops for a, like a, you know, uh, a, what a band would uh, put out. People like, you know, they would have t-shirts people who worked at Telltale with oh, all yeah. the titles they ship. And it was like uh, a band's, um, you know, touring t-shirt. And it's, it just is too much content to ask people to make. Yeah. Is it too much to... Just ask for a fucking Wolf Among Us season two. We'll have to make it ourselves. Oh, do you think we'd get sued? Maybe. Maybe we uh, we if we sell so much, we can afford a really good lawyer. Or we could just make the Wolf Among Us porn parody. Yeah. And go down that route. The wolf between us. The wolf uh... inside us. Yeah, well, that's better. <laughs> the between us. <laughs> I just imagine uh, the sheriff getting double teamed by like that's the Wolf Among Us gay porn parody. <laughs> I'd love to have like a fake uh, indie studio, like much like um, Sunset Overdrive. Does he mean Sunset Retro? Sunset Retro. Sunset Overdrive is a video game. Oh right, that's real. That was the um, that was the non. Sony Insomniac game. All right. That we don't talk about. Oh right. <laughs> you know, it it felt like you were playing a PlayStation Two game, it, um, on I, the Xbox, but just on the Xbox Three Sixty. No, I think it was Xbox One. Yeah. Early Xbox One though, like twenty fourteen, I would say. Back when there were very few reasons to get one. Yep. Still very few reasons, but um. I can't think of many Xbox exclusive games just off the top of my head. I feel like they had Cuphead for a while, and now it's on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Still not on the PlayStation, though. Uh, Good job for uh, keeping out of Sony's hands. <laughs> I think about having, like, you know, I say fake indie studio, but I just think I want a business, but I don't want to have to make anything right away. I'd like to make uh, something at some point. But how long can a business exist? Do you want exist? part of Sunset Retro? Yes. 
Well, I've what? been meaning to get the other two, uh, the other two members. Yeah. Um. But they just are so busy. One just got married. Oh. And the other one. Has a job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, the other one has, has two jobs. Oh, oh. Are we saying Derek got married? Yeah. It's news to me. Yeah. I see. I didn't go. I didn't drop the name. <laughs> Although, I mean, he put it on Instagram, so like everyone knows he's married now. Hmm. But um, if you listen to this, Derek. Cat's out of the bag. Welcome to hell. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh... I still want to celebrate your marriage sometime. Call me. Don't don't pretend like I don't exist. <laughs> Return my calls. <laughs> Please. We talked improv. Oh yeah. You wanted to do like did you want to now did you want to do like improv games or did you want to do like an improv class? I I meant like a scene. Like I think an interesting format for this podcast would be you improv. know just chat and then it's yeah. like a, what a herald is yeah the first 10 episodes people have been all warm-ups yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's the thing i think uh well, this podcast is called warm-ups because we are not ready for a real podcast yet <laughs> and we'll change the name when we are <laughs> yeah. oh man I, w- I was watching um early episodes of some of my favorite podcasts and they weren't that good great so. It gives me hope. Yeah. Uh, but you know how a herald is, a, there's a monologue, and then, maybe this isn't what a herald is, but it's a, it's a UCB thing where there's a monologue, and then someone just takes as much as they can from the monologue to jump right into a scene, and hey, I'm not saying I'd be any good at it, you know, at first, but could be a format we'd so try. two-man improv? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Does that limit our options? We can only do improv It's kind of easy to do it with three people. Three oh, or yeah. more. But uh, we can do it with two people. Uh, it just might get repetitive and Ooh, feel... Yes. Not... I don't know. I've seen one-man improv shows, which uh, are impressive. I saw Hugh Jackman do a one-man improv show. Is that more, like, uh, dramatic? Um... There was comedy. There was all of it. It was mm. like a musical number, comedy, drama. I was expecting him just uh, jerking it. Uh, going out on stage dressed like Wolverine from head to toe. Like classic <laughs> comic book Wolverine. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow, Yellow giant blue ears. suit. And he just comes in and comes out, I guess. Comes out on the whole crowd. And says, snicked. <laughs> he says, listen here, bub. <laughs> um, and when he comes, he yells, Alpha Squad! <laughs> Scene! <laughs> Curtains drop. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I guess that was what me and my mom were imagining, but <laughs> we got... We got something else. <laughs> uh, we got to think of some format. I mean, hey, we can just keep doing chat. We no, need no. we need to come in with something written down. I would love to have at least a structure, like a uh, yeah. 
doesn't have to be like a script, you know? Because I'm unscripted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would like to do have some sort of format to go by. Um, I don't know. I don't know because I am. Um, I gotta like do more for this show. I feel like I haven't been doing jack shit except for showing up i feel very hey that's half the battle (laughs) i feel very replaceable tim i think i'm the replaceable one oh stop uh we gotta i mean i think uh, i think about incorporating video at some point you know i think um like when we were watching podcasts yeah of course We were watching uh, Your Mom's House, that's what it's oh, called. Yeah, Tom Segura's. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I got to show you Tom Segura's podcast. What an episode when Joey Diaz is on. Uh... <laughs> that's, uh. Oh, you go blind. <laughs> oh, he just... You black out when I come in your mouth. No, like he said, uh. Oh, he... oh, yeah, you know, you black out as soon as my tongue used to get stuck in your ass. That's it. <laughs> That's the good stuff. <laughs> oh man, what a what a time, what an experience to get uh, a rim job from <laughs> Joey Coco Diaz. Hey, you just got rimmed by a comedy legend. You better remember this. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> I love. Uh, He's like, man, he's like, I'd love to be able to sling dick for hours. Having your chick look like she just got shot up in Vegas. (laughs) Oh, I understand your pain, Joey Diaz. I understand your pain. Mm -hmm. Now, it's different when you're on blow, though. Um, So I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that was a different... Half the battle is getting it up when you're on blow, though. Uh, what the the main secret is is just start banging before you do the blow. Um, it's easier to it's more erotic when you're like doing blow off body parts. For me, I so, mean, so there's a bit of for, synergy. Yeah, it's because you know, like you'd be lying if you didn't say you didn't want to try to do a blow off of like a butt or a boob or a dick or an asshole you know because it's like it makes you feel like a guy from wolf of wall street (laughs) and i just can't get into people on wall street at all i don't I'm not a fan of Wall Street. Um, I don't think it's a, that big of a secret if you listen to this podcast or talk to me in real life. Well, that we're dirty commies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm a, just a, no, I'm the dirty commie. Okay. You're the snowflake libtard SJW cuck. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> Me to a T. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no I, I don't know yeah I just can't, I can't get into those movies even if it's like a Scorsese film hmm. there's you know not every Scorsese film has been a hit with me 
Shutter Island, Scorsese or Coppola? Ah, uh, that's Scorsese. I uh, I skipped a chunk of it in the middle. I was about to say Shutter Island hasn't been a uh, hasn't been a hit with a lot of people. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. I, I wanted just love, to get into it. I love. I mean I don't want to spoil movies just for the fun of it. But the I had it pitched to me that um, Leo's character had been going through the events of the film on a loop. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's just that they made a breakthrough once and then they staged an elaborate role play so that he could maybe see how wrong he was about everything. I had it pitched to me as if he just did this every month. That he just thought he was a detective once a month and they they let him, like, you know, come back on a boat. It's the fifth again? Yeah, Terry, uh, bring out Leo. You know, it's... um... I like to think it's because his dad owns the prison. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Leo's just like a convicted killer, but he's like um, still like the owner of the prison's son. So he just, uh, so like once a month, he just lets his kid do whatever he wants. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. I forgot to get my... Uh, vacation time around this around here. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, another Scorsese film that I don't know. Actually, there's there's some Scorsese films that I do like. I just or though there's there's ones that I don't like all too often much, but I can't really think of them off the top of my head. Like I love Casino. That's mm. a really good movie. Um. People say that's the most accurate um, Scorsese film. Like, like, uh, like that's the most accurate film that he's done that's based off of something or someone. What was it? A, a book or just a, someone's life story? This is based off someone's life story. But, because, uh. um, you know, uh, the mob basically just ran Vegas for the longest time. Some people say they still kind of do, but... Um, not it's not as like inherent like it's not as like um you know it's not it's not as big as it was um you're making me think of um twin peaks uh season three with jim belushi as a vegas mobster beating oh it's he beats brett gelman oh no not Not jim Jim belushi Belushi. (laughs) yes (laughs) he's like because I don't want to, what do you, uh, Kyle MacLachlan's, like, third character, he plays three characters in this series, he, um, is like a Vegas idiot savant, so he's making all this money, Oh. and Jim Belushi interrogates the, the, what, Brett Gelman's like the, what do you call it, the house, he's, he's just running the, running the show down on the floor, Yeah. and when he can't control all of the winnings that uh, Kyle MacLachlan gets away with, they like just, I think they kneecap him and like beat him down. I don't know. It's just funny because it's Jim Belushi. Um, I still have not watched Twin Peaks. I think it's worth a watch. Season two, people will, it does drag, but it's just fun to watch, you know, as like a soap opera in season two. Season one is tight. Season two drags out and... I want to say there's, you know, plots that 
I don't think anyone really comes back to like the the Dale Cooper's old partner who comes back for some chess themed murders. I you know I don't think anyone ever talks about that before or after the episodes that they happen in. Yeah. Season three is interesting just because it's modern and nearly everybody comes back and it also drags and you expect something to happen. You expect uh, Kyle MacLachlan's character to change or get his memory back early on. That doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, you're going to wait for that. That... Okay, I can get into it. Um, I know there was also the movie of Walking Fire, right? Or there's yeah. a few movies, right? There's, I think, just Firewalk with Me. Uh-oh. They call the re- they call season three the Return, but that's just season three. Oh. Now season three is the more recent one, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. There's like a an actor in season three. Um. Uh, that I don't know if I like him. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, it's just uh, when I found out that he was in the show, I was like, "Really? You're in the?" Uh... Could it be the guy from Jackie Brown? You're thinking of? Maybe I don't know. Michael Sarah is in one scene. Who was I thinking about? If it's season three and no other season, that should narrow it Matthew down. Matthew Lillard. Who is that? From, um... Oh, yeah, yeah, Shaggy. He gets a pretty good part. I forgot all about him. I was going to say... I was gonna, well, I was going to say Scream. Ah. He's, um... He does drama. He does, um... He was in The Bridge. Well, which... he is in Scream. <laughs> He's in, a. Uh... One of my favorite movies from my youth, oof, SLC Punk. Yeah, I, I'll watch it. I'll try to watch all the movies you reference. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Uh, uh, man, that movie. Um, but in Scream, he plays um, Stu. And I don't want to spoil too many things, but Stu is kind of an important character. Okay. We gotta watch Scream sometime. That should be easy. Uh, Pretty sure it is on Netflix. Yeah. You would like it. Although, I gotta say, the first scene is... It's kind of an intense scene for a a horror film. Like like an opening scene Hmm. with uh, Miss Barrymore... Who they promoted the fuck out of, like, pretending that she was the main character. <laughs> which, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> which, I didn't know that. Yeah, they promoted... She is on, like, all the trailers. She was on, like, all the posters. Um, I used to have the VHS of Scream as a kid. She's on the, the cover of the VHS! I imagine it's, like, half her face, <laughs> like the old Star Wars VHS. It's, like, um, Barrymore. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Scream. I'll just do Scream images. Um, well, a whole lot of ghost face. She's <laughs> the first person to pop up. Um, I had a friend who had a Scream poster. And under it, it said starring Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell. Which is funny, 
Because Dev Campbell's the main character of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Drew Barrymore is a famous actor at that point. I'd love to see Scream, but it is basically a poster for Legally Blonde. It just says Scream. Now, are you confusing Drew Barrymore with Reese well, Witherspoon? Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and on that note... I know all white girls look the same to you, Tim. It's always been a problem. And most people. <laughs> I am face blind. Uh, but I assure you, they're two different people. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is E.T. As, as a baby. She actually, yeah, she played E.T. Yeah. She <laughs> They hung her up with chicken wire. (laughs) They did split screen whenever she had to talk to herself. Yeah. It's like a a Nutty Professor thing. (laughs) True Paymore played all the characters in E.T. That's actually what got her career started. And, um, but her being in that suit, you know, that was also her, uh, Opioid addiction. <laughs> Very young age. <laughs> we should all be so lucky to be child actors. Yeah. Um, now, do what's really funny about um, Drew Barrymore is when I watched uh, Scream, um, she was also in the movie Donnie Darko. Uh, that came out around the same time. Finally one I have seen. Yeah, which I think is really funny. Because in Scream, she plays high schooler. And in Tony Darko, she plays high school teacher. Huh. I just couldn't take that seriously. I was like, aren't you like 19 years old, <laughs> Drew Barrymore? <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, I don't know. I just can't take Tony Darko that seriously. On that note, though, I think we should say that what? all around us are familiar faces. Worn out places. <laughs> worn out faces. Bright and early for the daily races. Going nowhere. Going nowhere. Beautiful. <laughs>